You're listening to Finale, Episode 4, The Good Wife. Finale, the podcast that revisits the series finale of a beloved television show that at least one of us have watched. I'm Ron Richards, and with me is Carrie Angolia. Hello. And this is a very special episode. This is a very special episode. Because this is the this is the inspiration for this entire podcast. This is the inspiration for this show. So right. basically, I have wanted to do... I mean, who among you has not wanted to do a podcast with Ron? Uh, it's a, it's a shorter mean, list on. than you think. Anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's... You flatter me. Yeah. Well... <laughs> so, <laughs> I I would love to have had a project with you for so long, except we, in the Venn diagram of our interests, the overlap is... Very few and far between. Is slim. It's potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's very, it's concentrated. It's a concentrated <laughs> sliver of things, but none of which anyone would want to hear anyone talk about. Right. Because it's usually like, remember the Carvel in our neighborhood. So, right. <laughs> and it, it has very little to do with media. So, yeah. you know all things media. You watch television. Yep. I... You watch some television, select a select few. Right. But right. Like I stopped watching and enjoying sitcoms after Seinfeld. Right. And dramas. You never really were in the big no, end of the drama. I, life is well, dramatic. Here, no, but I here and there you'd pick up you'd pick here up. Here and there a, you'd pick up something odd. A show, yeah, like, it, a, like an odd show here and there. But yeah. but we really except for Grey's, like we didn't cross over in right. our media. Anyway. And Grey's Anatomy is, is never ending, so no, that will yeah, never end. Yeah, so that'll never be on this show, but <laughs> So I don't. I actually so, don't even remember why we ended up watching. So the, this yeah. Episode. So so the the show that the the show that we're talking about today is The Good Wife, and the reason why this show is what started this podcast is because when the series finale aired on, I believe it was the day before my birthday. Yes, May eighth, twenty sixteen. We watched it together. Well, actually, I wanted to watch it. And I was like, it's the series finale of The Good Wife. I want to watch it. And you said, I've never seen that show before. But sure, go for it. Watch it. Right. Despite years. Yes. Years of you saying, like, oh, Good Wife. You should really be watching The Good Wife. It's really good. And so we proceeded to watch. I watched what was the last episode of one of my favorite TV shows. And I watched a show I'd never seen before. For the first time. For the first time. And as we watched the show, you had some very quippy observations. <laughs> well, and I don't want to build it up because no. I, I don't know if I'll have them now. Right, yeah, who knows? It was, because that yeah. was a little while ago. We're re-recording, we're recording this now after re-re-watching it. Yes. So, but basically I was like, oh, that was the whole show? <laughs> and, then you, and then you had a series of questions and you had observations and you made fun of it or whatever. And as we were ta- as I was explaining The Good Wife to you and, and connecting the dots, uh, I forget which one of us, I think it might have like, been you, who were like, you know, this is a show. This is the show. So welcome to Finale. This is the show. This is the show that inspired Finale, The Good Wife. 
blame it all on the good wife because yes. that's that's why we're doing this horrible thing. It's, I don't know if it's horrible. So the good wife uh, was a drama that aired on CBS. Uh, from it started, uh, it ran for 156 episodes across seven seasons, and it started in 2009, and it ended as I mentioned in, on May 8, 2016, when episode 22 of season seven aired, and it got a little over 10 million viewers for that last episode, which is pretty decent ratings considering it started with 13 million viewers. So it kind of stayed pretty much. It found its audience, and as mentioned, this is one of my fate was one of my favorite shows, like up there with ER, you know, Juliana Margulies. But yeah. not not Juliana Margulies notwithstanding. Um, but it's up there with one of the great hour long dramas. I actually did not watch it when it first started because I immediately dismissed it because I felt as if the marketing around the show when it started did not do justice for the show that it was. All the marketing was around the fact that Juliana Margulies was the wife of a politician who gets caught with hookers and how she deals with that. And I, I mean, was like, it's called. The Good Wife, right. Good and I was like, I don't want to watch that. And I, so I didn't watch the show. And it wasn't until maybe 2012 or so, around uh, season three or four, where I happened to be flying uh, from New York to San Francisco on Virgin America. And I was in Main Cabin Select, so I had free TV, and I didn't have anything to watch. So I'm I like, think you might have said earlier today something like, no one likes a braggart. Ha, ha, ha. But, um, <laughs> but no, but the whole thing was that I had free TV. Like, I didn't have to pay right. for any of the yeah. premium TV. And I was like, oh, good wife, I've heard good things about this. Let me check this out. And I start watching the show, and it was the middle of the season, middle, like, I have no idea what, it, everything. And I was immediately taken because I saw Alan Cumming. I know you love him. I saw Juliana Margulies. I saw Martha Plimpton. I saw Michael. Oh, I, Martha Plimpton. I saw Michael J. Fox, right? Oh. And what I stumbled upon, and Josh Charles, who's yes, one of, we was, love one, Josh one, yeah. So what I was, what I stumbled upon the fact was that not all, not only did the Good Wife have an amazing lead cast, but the Good Wife became known for having amazing guest stars, like guest actors appear, including Martha Plimpton, Michael J. Fox, you know, like Parker Posey. Uh, Amy Sedaris, you know, uh, like a lot of actors that I discovered, and actors that I discovered on The Good Wife right, that, that I went on to watch on, other things. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, I felt that way at the, yeah. at the finale, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, and oh, and yeah. look who it is. And so, look who it is. so The Good Wife had just amazing casting, but then also why I felt that when the show started, its marketing didn't do its service is because really what The Good Wife was, for those who didn't watch it, I don't, I don't know who's listening to this, whether uh, someone who's watched the show or hasn't watched the show, but it had a overarching... Oh, yeah, so spoiler alert. Them. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't watched the show. <laughs> but it had an overarching dramatic plot of, you know, here's Juliana Margulies as Alicia Florrick and her life and her relationship with Josh Charles and Christine Baranski and like the other people. But then every episode was a single self-contained episode of a law case. So you could literally pick up a, an episode of The Good Wife not knowing about all the other drama that's going on and just zero into so the, to the legal case. It was a procedural kind of thing when they were always very compelling. And in fact, there's a, a, a great man that I know, a, a creator, a writer, an artist, and stuff like that, in a conversation about The Good Wife once described The Good Wife to me as the most morally ambiguous show on network television, which resonated with me because after watching seven seasons, it absolutely was. And yeah. I thought that really it really comes out in this last episode it of the series. It definitely does. Yeah. I think I felt that too. I felt like I didn't know who I was supposed to be rooting for or why yep. or if there was double crossing going on or if it was just people being human and like trying to figure their stuff out as they went along. Right. So uh, so that's my background with the, with the Good Wife, why I enjoy it. 
mean, that, um, that's pretty much also my background with the yeah. good wife. All right, so yeah, so you and you had never seen an you'd never I'd seen never a minute. Seen, I'd not seen a single episode. If you until, had, to, if someone said to you, "Hey, what about the Good Wife?" before you saw that episode, what would you have thought? What would I mean, you, you tell me. What did you say every time? I was like, "Oh yeah, it's another yeah, show." Right. Like, I, yeah. I for some reason I have a limit. It's on C. It was on CBS too, In which my I feel brain like about well, how many shows I can watch. Yeah, but it was, but I, but I, the fact that it was on CBS, I think worked against it because I was like, "Oh, it's for old it's people." For old people. Right. Yeah. Well, either. CBS isn't for old people, or yeah, we're old. No, I think I think that, I think that I, I think that I I unfairly stereotype CBS. I don't know, but yeah, I still think it's for old people. Or, but we're, I think, or we're aging into that demographic. Yeah. No, let's not let's not continue that line of, of question. I'm just saying. So um, so yeah, so you just it just wasn't it wasn't even on your radar in any capacity. No, I was never going to pick it up. Yeah. Okay. That just wasn't something that was ever going to happen. Okay. So, season seven, episode 22, last episode of the series. Uh, it is the culmination of the main storyline where the overarching storyline of the show coincides with the procedural, right. where the legal case is uh, Alicia, played by Juliana Margulies' husband, played by Chris Noth. Yeah. Um, also known as Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Yay! Yeah. Um, and he is <laughs> he is the governor of Illinois, and he's been brought up on charges uh, that are related to him suppressing evidence that uh, when one of his campaign donors' his son was involved in a murder, and at the time he was the state's attorney, and the uh, the uh, accusation was that he used his position as the state's attorney to bury evidence to protect the son of one of his donors. campaign supporters. Yeah. The, so the the drama coincides with the procedural. Yeah. Um, we get David Paymer as the judge, an, another yeah, a recurring he's a guest star. He's a great actor. yep yep. So the first scene. So if you remember the first scene, it's basically your main players. Yes. In the back of a car, everyone's on the phone. Right. And I thought that was a great introduction for a new person watching the show because basically what it said is, oh look, everyone here is really important. Yeah. Or they think they are. At least, and no one is actually having a relationship with anyone around them. They're just all busy doing other things. Right. But they're clearly close because why would they're all in a car together? Five people in the same car when you could just be taking separate cars. Right. So it was kind of a neat introduction into what their relationships are among all of those people. Yeah. So so we've got the drama of Governor Florick's case, and then uh, the sub drama is that Alicia, for the past. I mean, this is, yeah, this is like, who will Greg Brady take to the prom right. writ large? She's trying to decide whether, uh, she's had a rocky relationship with her husband, yeah, and she yeah. and, and in season seven, she had a relationship with another great guest star, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, playing playing Jason Krause, and um, she, earlier in the season, it, she felt she she was going to run away with Jason, she was going to leave her husband for Jason, but then all the charges came up, and so she stood by her husband to get through the case, and that's what where we're at this episode now, where... Jason isn't really thinking she's gonna she's it's gonna work out for them. I mean, and it's clearly not. Right. Okay. And this is one of the <laughs> biggest reactions I had watching the show. I don't know if we want to skip around, yeah. but at one point, Luke is it Luca? Lu- yeah, uh, Juliana Margulies' coworker. A real pain in the butt, isn't she? Kush Jumbo. I think she's great. I mean, she was a late addition to the show. She came on, I think, season five or six. But she, I think she's great. I, possibly great, but just every time she <laughs> was this, on screen, I was like, yeah. "Wow, you're so annoying to everybody. Like, yeah. you must be valuable in some other way <laughs> like, by providing them insight in some way." But yeah. yeah, she was. I thought she was. I mean, I'm not saying the actress didn't do a good job. I'm sure, sure she did. Yeah. Because 
you know, you're not that annoying if you're not being effective. So, right. but to the point about Jason, there's no, there are a number of reasons why that would have never worked out. Right. One is you don't need your friend to tell you to call someone right. if that relationship's going to work. Right. Like if that relationship's going to work, you don't need anyone to tell you to call them. <laughs> like the minute someone's like, maybe you should call your boyfriend. Like, well, but they, were, but they were estranged at that point. It was very complicated. I mean, did you pick up on the complex complexities of it? I mean, she's married, it right? And so <laughs> not so complicated. <laughs> he also, he's a bad boy with a good heart. Right. Leather jacket, sunglasses. <sighs> He's a, handsome, he's, he's a handsome man. He's dreamy. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. But she she says at one point to Josh Charles, which is like well, another that's a whole we gotta get to that. Yeah, thing yeah, we'll talk yeah. about. But like he's a boy. Yep. Yeah. And as we find out later through Eli, he, she's being positioned to be the next governor. Yeah. So, or something. Or, or yeah, something. Yeah. So that is never going to work out. Right. Like you're not going to marry a leather jacket wearing bad boy with a good heart and then be the female governor of a place like you know what I mean? Like, well, what's, it's not fu- what's funny? Happen. What's funny about that though? Because you only seen the one episode. So, so do you think that now the thing is, is that this is the kind of series finale where it just closes the door on their lives. Like we right. di- we didn't get any what happens to them. We didn't get any you know kind of long term no. results or right. whatever. So, in watching that, you think that she will continue her political aspirations? Or do you think she politics will be, is in her future? Let's say yeah, that. yeah, I I would because it's it's the one thing she's good at. She's crap at relationships. Right. Well, like, it's funny. Well, it's funny because as a long term watcher, I laughed about all that you know political maneuvering between Alan Cumming as Eli and and Governor Florick because. I don't think if the show went on, I don't. She would. She would she have laughed and walked away. She would have been like, she no, she never I don't wanted want a part of that. Part of exactly. That. And she always got pulled into it. And but so, she always got yeah. pulled into it. Yeah. And there are some people who say what you're calling is is what you do when you're not working. Right. Right. What's all the other stuff you end up involved in, yeah. and then that's really where your passion lies. Right. And she is good at it. Right. The crazy thing she pulled on. Christine Baranski with the, and I don't really know what's going on with her and her husband in the show, but like that was political maneuvering. Like she can play this game really well. And if she just get her head out of her vagina and like make some decisions (laughs) with her brain instead of like, who do I want to come home to? Like it's clear she's really intelligent, really strong, really bright. If she would just rally her sisters around her. Like, there's really strong, bright women all around her. And people like Eli, who, I mean, kind of seems underhanded and sketchy, but also really smart. Yep. She could go really far. So I think all this mamby-pamby, like, who do I want to come home to? I mean, look, it was a good soundtrack. Like it was Regina Specter Regina played, Spector, uh, played like, a I felt it in my heart. Yeah, yeah. Like I felt it like in the middle of my chest, especially all the Josh Charles stuff. Well, like, yeah, well, that, that's a good. So, so another big portion of this finale was where she's she's kind of daydreaming uh, as, to, as to who she wants to come home to, and she kind of daydreams her coming home, and she comes home to Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Jason, very dreamy, yeah, and then she comes home to Chris Noth uh, as Which her husband as fine. Governor Florick, and then what she pr- surprises herself where she daydreams coming home to Josh Charles um, now for those who didn't watch the the good wife but probably saw his written about or whatever Josh Charles was on the show for at least four or five seasons 
and was her coworker, her boss, her romantic foil. They had they had a relationship where they. Uh, that's what I was gonna ask. Okay. You oh about. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't tell if that was something that had never happened, right? Or if that was something she was revisiting. Like it could right. have happened, but it didn't. So that wasn't totally clear. Right. And, and it, that was a confusing to you about him because do you know his status in life? In life, I did, but only because like I saw him on like Regis and Kelly or okay, something. Yeah. Like, so you after, knew the you knew his character had died right. a couple of years ago, right? Hashtag spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So that's a big complicator in their relationship. But I was curious. <laughs> that, he's, again, that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. But again, there you go, smart lady, only wanting something you know you can't have. Right. Like just focus. She needs to take a break. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Just take a break from dating. Yep. Take a few deep breaths. Well, so so I want to revisit that, but quickly on the Josh Charles stuff, as a long-term fan of The Good Wife, this was, a, and I don't know if you remember when we watched it, but this was a gut punch. Oh, it was like, it was like a... <gasps> it was a gas moment because he'd been gone from the show. For so long, And yeah. th- their romantic intertwining, so to, to fill you in, yeah. it did happen. There it was did a, happen. There was a period where they were dating on the sly, like it was secret, nobody okay. knew they were still working together, and it was all stuff, but then it did not work out. She went back to Peter her husband, and she left the firm. They were foils. They were uh, like that. That's okay. why in this moment she says, you know, you know, when they're talking in her fantasy, yeah. she's like, you know, did you hate me? And, and he's, he's like, like no. yeah. yeah, you know, like it, that. this was very much a lot of her character coming to terms with, his, coming to grips with his death. Yeah. Which, and and that, that felt, that, that felt like what it yeah, was. Yeah, and yeah. it, um, and he's great. And he is he's, great. Like he's just, he's, and like, he's very good at witty banter. Yep. Like that's why I wish you would watch. I wish you would watch all seven seasons of the show because there's five seasons where he's in every episode and it's like that every episode and it was great. Oh, it was just good stuff. But okay, so going back to her and taking a break and dating, there's a moment where she, you know, that she and Jason are teamed back up to help the case and they're ch- they're trying to chase down some evidence and they go to they go to meet the guy who's on the Gilmore Girls who I love. Uh, uh, his name is uh, on the show. He's Carrie. But he was on the Gilmore Girls as Logan. I, I can never oh, pronounce okay. his last name. Matt Schurchery or whatever it is. I, He's great. I but um, but they have a moment of where they they finally talk, you know, and in the hallway at the school when they're waiting for the, the guy who's teaching the class. Oh oh yeah. Yeah. So what, what what her and Denny? Yeah, yeah, Denny, because yeah, he's Denny. But Denny's good. so dreamy. I know he is dreamy. I so. mean, he could say anything, and I would be like, "Oh, melty." I mean, so that's really the only scene where they have any sort of talk. Yeah, and it, and it ends with and her. And she's an idiot. <laughs> so she leans in and she tells him to wait for her. Yeah, I mean that's stupid. <laughs> Why is it stupid? That's stupid because first of all, th- just don't. Like you're a grown ass woman. <laughs> Two children in college. Like just wait for me. Like for what? <laughs> like for when? Like uh. So after Luca needed to tell you to first of all that Denny's afraid that you're never gonna leave Peter because blah, 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 blah. And also that's a whole other thing. But, you know, he's trying to suss her out and he's like, yeah, I don't know how for you to have what you want and for me to have what I want. She already thinks of him as like distant and I don't know the whole history there, but he's clearly like not a settled down type. And then she says, wait for me. Right. Which is not what you say to that guy. <laughs> you just don't say that to that guy. You might like hope in your heart of hearts that that guy will wait for you and you'll be wrong then also. But the minute you say that, it's all over. Yeah. I just thought that was lame. So, wh- so what, should she, what should she have said at that point? 
She should have just, I, you know, it was one of those like shit or get off the pot moments. Right. I think. So she I should think, have said, "I want you." I, I, yeah, I'm with I think you. it was yeah. too. I think it was too late. Like, it was I think too by the time you go back to Peter. Yeah. And look, I don't blame her for going back to Peter. Like that's their whole life together. Yeah. And they did say, regardless of I don't know whatever hookers and blow and like right. witness tampering or whatever else he did, like she stuck with him. Right. She did. She chose that. So she'd already chosen it. And then she has an affair with Josh Charles and then goes back to Peter again. Like, she's going to keep on going back to Peter. So I think you got to be realistic with yourself in that moment and be like, yeah, I'm not really going to leave Peter for this guy. But at the end of the, so the the episode ends and it ends very much as a bookend to the way it starts with the press conference and her by his side. And he gives his whole speech that he's resigning as, as governor because he's, he's hit the plea bargain and you know, pleaded guilty to one of the charges, et cetera, et cetera. And he finishes his speech and she thinks she sees Jason in the shadows. He finishes his speech and Peter goes for her to hand, her hand. Yeah. and she's gone. Yeah, which I also thought was crummy. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I think this is all coming out a little bit harsh because even though I really was challenged by a lot of her decisions, because in that moment... She neither chose Jason nor Peter nor herself. Right. Right? Like she stayed for the whole press conference. She told Peter she would be there. She absolutely said yes to that. Right. In which case she should have just stayed the whole time. And then she stays for the whole time, even after she sees Jason, yeah. and then just turns heel and leaves right at the last second, right when Peter's grabbing for her hand. I feel like she left him in the lurch. She yeah. let Jason go, and she well, was stuck but, in the middle was, by but, herself. But it wasn't Jason. But yeah, it right. was the idea of Jason. It was the idea of Jason. Yeah, exactly. So like she, she just kind of took too long to decide, and right. then she was left with nothing, which is right. very like right. Brady esque. Right, and then on top of that, she's left with nothing, and then her she, her main ally friend or whatever who she betrays, and Christine Baranski right. literally slaps her in the face and walks away. And I like that was a good slap it was a good slap that was the right reaction i actually made a note of that people slap each other on dramas like all the time and just snap back like it's no big thing and i felt like that was the right answer like she was shocked yeah that was the right reaction yeah because because she yeah because hurt yeah because juliana margulies had had betrayed her during the trial by forcing christine bransky's husband to take the stand and admit that he had an affair with someone thus embarrassing her. But also, what I thought was interesting about Christine Baranski's character is that when they were discussing whether or not to put her husband on the on the stand, she was pleading with, with uh, Juliana Margulies not to do it, not because she didn't want everyone to know they had a thing or whatever, but because her husband is an honest man. Yeah. And she didn't want to put him in a position where he, where he felt to, to be dishonest or right. not, you know, which I, which is like, wow. Like, it, like right. yeah, she, was, yeah. she didn't want to besmirch the honor of an yeah. honorable man. Yeah. And that was actually my question too. Did she already know about the affair or I, was that, was that real or were they just trying to drag his character down? No, or? no, it was real. It was, yeah. 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 So oh, bummer. Yeah. Sad. But. Um, so anyway, despite how hard I am being on Mrs. Good wife. Yep. I really liked her, right. despite kind of this confused moment she's in in time and all these choices she's making and she's dreaming of dead people and you know what I mean, all right. that stuff. Like I did really like her and I'm being hard on her because it's already clear in that one episode that she's awesome and she's a badass yeah. and that she could kind of run the world and do whatever she wants. And I think I was just frustrated because she had moments of power in right. this episode, but they weren't 
she didn't emerge triumphant. She emerged like alone. And right. I thought that was a great choice. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't exactly neat and tidy in a, in a good way. Right. In like a positive in uplifting a, way. In, in a morally ambiguous way. Yeah. Almost very, go, yeah. yeah. Going, going back, back to, to that quote. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great ending for yeah. her to be just alone in the hallway, kind of having made her choices and yeah. having all of those consequences leave her like in the, you know, back recesses of a, of a convention hall, you yeah. know, by herself. I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Um, I was curious as a, as a strong professional woman, uh, whether you, whether you picked up like there's one moment where it's just Christine Vransky, Luca played by Kush Jumbo and Juliana Margulies working on this case. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the positive female it was great. kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was surprised. I, I got why it was recommended to me so yeah. much. And I got, I got a little annoyed maybe in the same way you did, that it was called The Good Wife. Yeah. And I get that, like, that's the setup, and I get that that's the way in. Yeah. But why does a drama about badass professional women have to be couched in relationship to the men in their lives? Yeah, I mean, the reality is the show was about how now that her husband is in prison and she has to support herself, she has a law degree, so she goes back to work. Like, that was the whole, and she goes back to work in a law firm. And if they'd positioned it that way... I don't know how you do it or whatever, but for me, like when they launched it, it was just all like the paparazzi and her with the pearls right. and like being the good wife and, you know, right. and, and, I, and I get and the, the, go, the irony go, and the juxtaposition of right. all of that. And again, I didn't, when we first watched this and then actually we saw it on a rerun, like with your parents, time. Right? Yeah, your, really your parents weird. house and they were watching it on, on a rerun. Yeah. No, they were watching it like binging. Oh yeah. My yeah, parents the, binge watched the whole season and they yeah. were up to the season finale. And we happen to be finale, there. And yeah. we're like, all right, well let's watch that again. <laughs> and what I, you know, I didn't, I do have strong reactions because I think this is a really good show. Yeah. I didn't realize I was going to get so feministy about it, yeah. but that could just be my mood in the moment. But yeah, I thought it was really great and I, I did love that there were these really badass women who were doing stuff. And I I thought it was interesting that, I mean, the men were all, you know, had kind of had, were cut off at the knees, yeah. you know? I mean, it was all Mr. Rochester after he's been burned in the fire. Like, it's just, they're a little bit less than. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting to end a show that way. Mm. I would have liked to have seen more Eli just because I love him and he's great. Well, there was a lot more. There was there was yeah. there, there was a lot more earlier in the season dealing with Eli's relationship because the uh, this will blow and then won't blow your mind. But there early several seasons before, after Alicia and Josh Charles had their thing, and she had gone back to. She was helping Peter. Peter was in a mess, and the whole thing with Peter. Peter gets the Peter Floor gets into problems, gets caught, and then goes to her and says, "I need you by my side. I need yeah, you to no help me through this." Kidding. You know, That's like, like whole... and it was political. I need to show that I have got a wife and all yeah. this stuff like that. And she was just coming off of the thing with Josh Charles, and they were at a pivotal moment. And Josh Charles had called her cell phone and left the voicemail, and Eli had her phone. And the voicemail came in right as the press conference started, and Eli listened to the message and deleted it. And then Josh Eli. Charles died. Oh, no! And so Eli sat on that for a year or two or whatever, and then in this season, that came back around, and she, like, he, he confessed to her, and she didn't want to talk to him. They weren't speaking. It was, like, all, it, it was high drama. So there was, see, there's a lot of, like, yeah, no, for me, I, Alan Cumming, like, you put Alan Cumming in anything, oh, and I'm just great. like, he's great. Yeah, And yeah. his accent was great. Yeah, 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 so. And he was really smart. I really yeah. liked that scene, actually, where uh, Kristinoff realizes that it's really over. Yeah. 
And then he like kind of forgets again a couple scenes later when he's talking to his wife. But he kind of is like, oh, yeah, I guess it is a good idea. Yeah. You know, he, he really has that moment. Yeah. That, yeah. And I thought that that was I thought that was played really well. Yeah. I mean, what a sad sack, this guy. I mean, I can't. I mean, it's, it's the juxtaposition between Chris Noth in Sex and the City and Law and Order to him and the good wife. Is very there. It's very wide gap, you know, because he is handsome and he is charismatic. Sure. And in this show, he's a little swarmy because he does that smile and you love him, but then you find out that he did X, Y, and Z, well, and you want to hate he was, him. He was yeah. kind of that character in Sex and the City too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was just yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is. He has that quality of of rebounding back from being a jerk yeah. in a way that's charming. But I think is also, you know. I, I don't know. Can we really have that guy be our hero anymore? Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe we're done with that guy yeah, being that, yeah. being the winner. Yeah. You know, sure. I think that fun. guy maybe is not the winner yeah. anymore. So any other character questions or story questions from not only watching one episode of 156? <laughs> I have two questions. One yeah. was... There is now, there is a show. Oh, yeah. So there, there is a spinoff called The Good Fight, which is Christine Baranski and Kush Jumbo continuing on in the law firm. Okay. Uh, which is available on CBS All Access. It is a new show, so it's not this show. This is the series finale of The Good Wife. Yeah. But they they did a spinoff. Spin- yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that could be interesting. It's been it's it's been highly reviewed. Highly. It's just you know, another procedural. Uh, it's another procedural. It's also only on CBS All Access. It's on their streaming service. So that's a whole nother conversation. I know because yeah, I yeah. have emotions about that. Yeah, yeah. It feels like back in the day when digital. People didn't want to put any money into digital, and they were yeah. like all wanting to put money into TV. Yeah, and like now they're putting all into digital. It's yeah. interesting, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only the only other note I had at the very end, my last note was, "You're going to be governor. You can't be with Denny. Go be governor of Illinois." So that's so so you just think, buck up, lady. Yeah. Like take a minute. Obviously, yeah. you know, mourn. Right. Also, just now I'm going backwards a little bit. But was she just realizing her feelings for him in that episode? Denny or, or Josh Charles? Josh Charles. No, no. I think she'd, they were oh, repressed. Okay. So what happened was that, 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 that her, Josh Charles died suddenly. Yeah. He got shot in the courtroom. And so like they never, they never, they never had a chance to mend. You know, they, they never resolved right. their relationship. And so like this whole flashbacky kind of thing really did that. Yeah. And in a really, I mean, I, I was tearing up when, sure. when we first watched it. Well, they've the, got the great first banter. It's yeah. clear that they had something. Yeah. No, because that's a really, it's crummy timing to realize yeah. <laughs> that I'll never stop loving you and you're dead. Yeah. And I think this is a great time to go start a relationship with some other guy. <laughs> like it's another reason why well, I, I, why she and the bad boy with a good heart were never going to work out. I mean, she literally was like, I'll love you forever. Right. Let me go chase this other guy. Well, it's, it's funny because the, you got the sense watching the show that she was married to Peter and with Peter due to politics and circumstance at that point, but was in love with Josh Charles and meant to be with Josh Charles because they almost nearly got together in college and like it was one of those kind of Mm. things. And then Josh Charles decides to leave the show and they kill him off. And that's an interesting problem to give her because now he's not there and all this sort of stuff. Like it created interesting things and speaks to the chaos of life and, you know, like you depend on someone to be there and now they're gone and stuff like that. But really... In my heart of hearts, I wanted the show to end with them together. Sure. So this is a little way of having the cake and eat it too. But when I they, think that's true. But when they introduced uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as, as Jason in the season. Everyone's like, oh. But it, for me, it was just like, it's anybody but Peter. 
Right. Like, it, if it wasn't Jason, it could have been someone else. Right. You know, like, right. whoever just smiled at her with that smile, that's that, 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 you know. And maybe, like, then maybe Jason did his job. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Helped like, her. maybe that was his whole purpose. Yeah. Was not for them to actually be together, because that wasn't going to work out. Right. But just to get her out of the grips yeah. of this other relationship that she shouldn't have been in. Yeah. So. All right. Well, any other observations or... Uh, Lady from Bunheads was in it for a second. You were the only person who watched Bunheads. I know, but I really liked that show. Yeah, I know, yeah. And yet you didn't watch Gilmore Girls. Weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so all in all, on, in terms of the, the series finale structure and ending of a show, would you say this is a good finale? Totally. Yeah. It even had that moment, that classic series finale moment where the office is empty and the lights are off. Yeah. I mean, apparently there was construction, which I yeah. thought maybe someone was something was going to collapse and everyone inside. Yeah, everyone thought that, that's just them. Yeah. But. but, you know, they had that like. That moment where, in you know, in Friends, they like turn off the lights at the coffee shop, right. or they say goodbye to the apartment, or they say goodbye to the office. Like that moment happened with her when she was looking for the, uh, the file. USV Nunez file when yeah. you know everything's dark and the office is empty and she's alone in it. And they had that kind of, and it didn't happen. To, that wasn't the last scene, but no, they like, did yeah. that in the middle, and I yeah. that was very appropriate. Like you got to say goodbye to the set. Right. So after watching the series finale, do you want to go watch the rest of the series? Maybe. Okay. I'm gonna. That's like that's as positive as it gets for okay. me. I think just right. because yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know. I don't want to well, talk. no. I mean, I'm, I'm holding out hope that there's gonna be like, yes, I should have watched this show, and you go back and watch it. I that know. will happen and someday. That's, so that's, I, that's you know. adorable. But um, but all in all, this you, you this give this one, as a thumbs up. I would up. think about it. Yeah. yeah if yeah. if come December, January, and it's yeah. a crazy snowstorm, and we've. Mm. Watched yeah. all our backlog of the list of all the things that yeah. we have to watch. This would be on the list. All right. Um, for me, it was a very satisfying series finale. It was sad to see it go. I like that it was the type of series finale that just uh, it's over. Like I didn't want to see what happened. I didn't want flash forwards right, or flash for twenty years. Yeah, I don't want to see her happen. like you know in the Oval Office or you know like no no right. no. Just the, 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 this window. This window in time right. is closed. Or and, after yeah. she's died and she and Josh yeah. Charles meet again in the afterlife. Yeah. Or we get her more of her annoying daughter. Ugh. The annoying. I'm glad I spared. The one thing you are spared from this show is seeing things like the annoying daughter, daughter finding Jesus, which went on for too far too long well, and was they, like. Put a lot of pressure on that kid. Oh, that girl's so annoying. When yeah. when her dad is like, you have to go to college because you have to make your mother forget this. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah. That kid's going to so. therapy forever. All right. Well, so that's the Good Wife. Great show. The inspiration for this show. So thank you. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Finale. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Finale Podcast and we're over on Facebook at Finale Podcast. And you can find all of our back episodes and you can comment on them. If you have any comments, if you watch The Good Wife and have opinions, you can do that at FinalePodcast.com. If you have any questions or anything, you can always email us at contact at FinalePodcast.com. Uh, until next time, I don't know, just keep watching TV. So well, that's what we're doing. Yeah? Yeah. All right. <laughs>